Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show, we uh, bring in that third hour. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, we're going to have Jim Ozarski. Journal Sentinel is going to join us. We're going to talk some Bucks basketball like we do every Tuesday with him. And to talk a little bit about, uh, well, you got to San Antonio in town with Big Wemby. And uh, the Bucks uh, on a little bit of a hot streak right now have not lost at home during this homestand, so they're looking to continue that. Um, they have seemingly righted the ship when it comes to the offensive scoring output, albeit uh, it was a physical game the other night. Giannis had blood, and Pat, uh, Pat Connaughton ended up getting punched in the nose and or elbowed in the nose. and So uh, they came through it a little bloodied and battered, but uh, they got the win. And then obviously Giannis had, uh, to, to some, to me it was no big deal, but to some they said, why has he got his kids on the bench? As if he's making a, kind of a mockery of the opponent, which I don't think was what the point was. And and I didn't, uh, I don't agree with that attitude, but we'll talk a little bit about that. So that's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Obviously, there's still a lot to get to. And I'm getting your calls and reaction today uh, to not only what Matt LaFleur said yesterday, but Devondre Campbell says today he's not playing through injuries anymore. And they use certain things to blame you. Um, I, myself, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press, uh, Press, Press Gazette, seem to think that he's talking about inside the locker room and not outside via the fans. And that's just my, um, that's just my, my thought. So, but uh, that being said, that's kind of where we're at today. 877-867-1670. Let's go to X-Man listening to us in Madison. X-Man, what's going on, man? Hey, what's happening? Um, and I just want to put it out there that I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. It's okay. boys all day. Okay. But, you sat there and you said to everybody that when that, – okay, Aaron Rodgers, how many years was he under Brett Favre? Three. Okay, and you guys – and the Packer did not know that he was a selfless person after three years being under – I seriously doubt that. I, I, I personally wasn't there, but I don't believe it. And then – you sat there, and he said, "Oh my God, this guy took us at thirteen and two or thirteen and three. How awesome!" No, because of Aaron Rodgers was there, and you even seen those two interact on the field when he was pissed off when he when Lafleur did all them stupid calls, which we loved them. Don't well, let me ask wrong. you this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Then why didn't they go thirteen and three the year before with Mike McCarthy? Because he was getting stalemate. He needed something different. But Aaron Rodgers got rid of him. But then again, and then after Aaron Rodgers left, he didn't know the defense from the offense. He had to write it on his hand. Oh, left hand is defense, right hand is offense. Or is it the other way around? That was a bunch of crap you just told. I mean, it was heartwarming and it was loving and a tear came out of my damn eye that's awesome but you know that's a big ass lie what the hell are you talking about you what was a big ass lie what are you talking about you you just said that wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute minute. i'm gonna let me let me let you just said that matt lafleur was nobody but yet the year before it was all aaron Rodgers. so why didn't they go 13 and 3 while he needed to get away from mike mccarthy so then bringing in matt lafleur you don't give lenny lafleur any credit for that 
And then you talk about me being a big-ass lie? Do you even know what the hell you're talking about? You sound like you've been smoking rope all day, dude. Go back to the bong. Put on the five-mask skull bong. Breathe in heavy and have a nice day. Good God. What a moron. 877-867-1670. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Did he make any sense? Grant, did he make any sense at all? Uh, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> no. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Then I said that? I brought a tear to his eye? How? How did I bring a tear to his eye? We can't pick and choose when we give Matt LaFleur credit for the Aaron Rodgers years and when we don't. Because when we're slandering Aaron Rodgers, it's like, oh, Matt LaFleur carried old Aaron Rodgers, revitalized his career. And right. then when we're mad at Aaron, or mad at LaFleur, it was all Aaron Rodgers all along. We can't just pick our spots with those couple years. Right. Matt LaFleur's done good things. He brought in fresh ideas. He brought in a relationship with Aaron Rodgers to where Aaron Rodgers was reengaged with the program. I get it. And Rodgers covered up probably quite a bit. Rodgers was also incredibly knowledgeable at the line of scrimmage, something that you don't have right now in the – the, the 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 new starting quarterback, so to speak, because of the lack of experience. You get all of that. I understand that. And Rodgers is also a prodigy of the game. Did he cover things up? Sure he did. Absolutely. He also had his favorites, and we also saw some of his flaws. And we saw, specifically down the stretch, the fixation for certain guys that he liked uh, when he felt that he did not need to deal with other players. He didn't want to deal with them and didn't want to throw to him, was almost obstinate. He backhandedly slapped the organization. He was a hypocrite in some of the words that he stated. But is he a hell of a quarterback? Absolutely. Nobody's knocking Aaron Rodgers. But it's also not this, – this goes back to my point before. It's not all one thing. It's not all Mark Murphy. It's not all Brian Gutekinds. It's not all Matt LaFleur. It's not all Aaron Rodgers. It's not all Devontae Adams. It's like just look at the facts. Look at the plays, look at what's called, look at the things that continually happen over and over again. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Just look at it in a realistic light. And for the people that say, well, the Packers are happy collecting money. No, there's not one person that I know in that organization that doesn't want to win. Nobody is. Because ultimately, the more you win, the more money you make as an organization. Because more and more people start to climb on your bandwagon, they're wearing your gear, they're buying your jerseys, buying your hats, buying your pencils, buying your footballs, everything that goes along with it. The Hall of Fame then increases. Suddenly there's more tours, more people want to be a part of it. You don't want to be a joke, you don't want to be a laughing stock, you don't want to tear the organization down because of your own image or your own you know, likeness or whatever it is that some people think. Or It's just like, no, you just want to go out and win. Gudikins wants to win because that, that would be his legacy. You know, LaFleur wants to win because that would be his legacy. To say, look, I can win without Aaron Rodgers. I can get there. Right? No, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling the depths that some people think conspiracy theory-wise. It's like wh- nobody gets in this business to lose. And when you give me crap about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers did a lot of bad stuff. He got full of himself. If, if, if you're going to defend that, that's fine. He was still good on the field, but he made mistakes. He was fallible, specifically towards the end. We all saw it. We all know it. You can't ignore it. You can't turn a blind eye to it. Were there things that Matt LaFleur didn't change? Absolutely. How you go into that San Francisco game, you put out your starting offensive line, 
And then when you realize that the guys coming back from injury really aren't getting the job done against Bosa and company, you're too obstinate to pull them and go back to what worked. Okay. Rodgers fixated on Devontae Adams. We all saw that too. Guys were wide open underneath. Al Lazard all day long. But had to throw it to Adams three straight times. Didn't want to run it into the end zone. Didn't want to take it down near the goal line. Matt LaFleur then kicked a field goal instead of trying to go for it. Punch it in. All these different things that we saw. I get it. But everything's an individual thing. It's when you stack up all the individual mistakes that you start to say, okay, there's a pattern here, a la Joe Barry. But when you're Matt LaFleur and you defend the mistakes, then it becomes your mistake because now you're allowing ineptitude. 877-867-1670. Vinny's in lacrosse. Vinny, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you doing? That was that was awesome. I thought, I'm good today. I, I thought I thought that's exactly what I needed to hear. You go off on that nitwit. I I just <laughs> picture him down there with a with a cowboy's helmet on, with no mask, turned halfway, looking through the ear hole, trying to talk <laughs> to you about what's going on, and you just. My God, that was beautiful. That was that was. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah that's all I really had. I had anything. You, you made my day right there, man. All I right, get to another caller. All right, that was awesome. no, I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you very much, Vinny. There you go, Vinny and Lacrosse taking a listen to us. Um, what else do we have here? I haven't been over to the live stream in a while. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from John. It says I still like Rogers, which is okay. Rogers is a hell of a player. I'm sure he's going to come back. I'm sure he's going to look good. I'm sure he's going to play in some capacity for the Jets, whether or not Robert Sala is there or not. I would assume he's going to be, but who knows? Apparently there's um, there's uh, somewhat of a hot seat, I guess, if you will, for Robert Sala, at least according to some, that the seat is hotter than most would like. Um, JJ says that guy was a genius, right? Uh, Dave says also, uh, Rogers now holding the jets hostage. Let's see here. Uh, players not wanting to play scares me. If Jair is not playing because of the same thing that Campbell was saying, well, at this, uh, at least two high picks, Jair is certainly worth a first rounder. Campbell should be a second or third. I think here's the thing with, when it comes to that. If you are being used incorrectly and set up for failure, would you want to go out there? I think it's a legitimate question. Now, again, if you're healthy and you're being paid to, then you got to. But if you know you're being set up for failure, would you be hesitant? Now, it, it's difficult because, like the one caller said earlier, well, if you pay me $10 million, I'll do anything. Yeah, but we're not. You're not a high-priced athlete. You know, you didn't make your bones doing something, and now they're asking you to do something else. So would you go out there? You, you, you know, if you're healthy, you have to. Uh, Eric says, assuming they want out, which I hope not, Here's the other question. If you've got players that want out, do you blame the player or do you blame your head coach and your coordinators? 
If you got guys that are now looking at, if that's what your thought is, and I'm only throwing out the hypothetical, I'm not saying that's the case, but if that's the hypothetical and you have guys that want out, it's kind of like shooting the messenger, isn't it? If you get mad at the players, it's shooting the messenger. Because I know we're all Packers fans, and you want to say, how dare you want out of our beloved organization? You know, the organization that we support, and we buy the stock in, and we hang it up on our walls, and we give it out as gifts, and, how you know, you should be here. You know, you should want to be here. Just like we want you here. We want everybody to be all in, right? But if there's guys that are saying, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not sacrificing my body for this crap. Don't shoot the messenger. I have to ask why. Why do you want to go play for someone else and not for us? Tell us why. 877-867-1670. I think that's a legitimate question. Hit us up. More coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Welcome back. Our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV Automotive, trucks, commercial, they got it all. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. They continue to grow. Uh, they put a couple of dealerships in Milwaukee now. Uh, I know they're out uh, all throughout the Madison area, uh, down in the Lake Geneva area, Delavan. And then the RV dealerships, they're all over the state and beyond the borders now. So uh, either way, you can't go wrong. That's our friends at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. And by the way, if you see Scott Cunis, tell him congratulations. He got engaged. I just saw that over on Facebook not too long ago. But uh, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Or just go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. Good stuff there. Coming up bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel. Uh, let's do this. Let's get to uh, Bob listening to to us in Eau Claire. Bob, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? Bill, absolutely love the program. You do a great job, and I appreciate you taking the call. Thank you. My pleasure. What's up? Well, I I was one of the guys that uh, texted all my buddies on Sunday and said, all right, that's it, fire Joe Barry. But now that I'm sitting here on Tuesday with the Packers, three games to go, still, you know, have a chance at the playoffs. Just don't know if there's really a benefit to making that decision today. Um, 
you know, if you were to tell me this team was going to go seven and eight and make the playoffs uh, before this all started, I'd probably think that was uh, better than, than average. And uh, I do think Barry has to go, but I, I think it makes sense for Lafleur to keep it together and just to find out how far this team might be able to make it. Uh, you know, on one hand, I would say I understand because of continuity's sake. On the other hand, I've seen enough to say a change at this point probably is necessary. Now, if you don't have anybody to take over, I understand that. I get it. That's the reason you would hang on to them. But if you'd have told me that at this point of the season you would have beaten Detroit, you would have beaten Kansas City, and you were right there, not only to have a legitimate shot at getting into the postseason and possibly 10 or more wins, but also, you know, if Detroit continued to falter, you may even have a shot at winning the division with still the Minnesota Vikings to play, and you're not doing anything the minute you start to slide, you're not making a change, I would say you're crazy because you're passing up on the opportunity to get these guys that we keep talking about, the youth on this team, actual postseason experience. And I remember the conversation I had with Aaron Rodgers years ago, back after his first time when he ended up going to Arizona and they got beat. He said how invaluable that was. Wouldn't you then consider, say, you got to do everything you can to kind of take what's been given to you and say, we've got to make the most of it. Absolutely. And that's exactly why I think they need to, to stay pat here. I just don't see them, you know, firing Barry and then all of a sudden that helping their chances to make the playoffs. Uh, I do think Barry has to go, but um, I, I just think the chaos that that creates and, uh, you know, unless there's someone on staff that I'm not aware of, uh, I think Joe Barry's still the best guy that gives him a chance to win this coming Sunday, just not next year. Yeah, no, I, I I understand. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening to us in Eau Claire as well. I think when things are going wrong and they're continuously going wrong, you know, I'll never forget when Brett Favre threw his last pass at Lambeau Field, there was a gentleman that came out of one of the booths, punched the wall, and said, we can lose these games with anybody. He's being paid to put us over the top. And I knew right then and there that was it for, for Brett Favre. When you, when you know, like, we, we're, we're on the cusp of winning. We can win these games. And when you see DeVito chew you up, when you see Baker Mayfield do the same thing over and over again and is kind of surprised because you don't make an adjustment, and you see it, and the excuse is the same from day one, from day two, from the second game of the season, always oh, communication. Okay. Beginning of the season, okay, you kind of get it, you know. And now you're making it in week 16, and it's the same thing, and you're losing games in the same fashion as you lost them the year before, as you lost them earlier this season. And the same situations happen. You can lose those games with anybody. But at least if you make a change – you're telling everybody we are not accepting subpar performances. We have got to do anything and everything we can to get better. Otherwise, the guys in the locker room are, are saying, you're protecting this guy. This guy's sticking around, and you know as well as we do he's bad, and you won't make a change. That's when you start to erode your respect at the top. You know, how many organizations have you worked for where people that you knew weren't worth a crap in that company. And yet management didn't make a didn't make a change. There are more good businesses that lose really good people because you protect the inept. 
My dad always told me there was in doing his job. There were so many guys around him that were bad that gave the company a bad name, and my dad wasn't one of them. My dad was one of the guys that was trying to get guys removed, but because of unions and stuff, you couldn't. But he's like, this is the problem. When you accept ineptitude, everybody else walks around with the attitude of, well, I don't give a crap. If you're not going to give a crap, I'm not going to give a crap. Unless you have this insurmountable amount of pride in you that you say, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to rise above it, which is what you hope everybody is getting paid to do. But when your leader is telling you, yeah, this is okay, then you're thinking to yourself, why am I killing myself? Like Devondre Campbell said, why am I out there playing with injuries? Why am I killing myself to get back only to be turned around and blamed for the problem? And Ellen Philadelphia hit it on the head earlier when he said, you're not going to put Jair Alexander as a defensive end. That's not his position. So why are you putting Devondre Campbell on one of the better wideouts in the National Football League? That's not what he's been paid to do. But yet they did it. And yet people want to criticize Devondre Campbell. You know? So I understand for continuity's sake. And if you don't have anybody else on the staff that can call plays and put a defense together, okay, uh, that that we can go along with. We can we can agree. But sometimes just change for the sake of change is good. It's needed because it just sends a message saying, guys, we're going to try anything to to make sure that we're successful and keep everybody engaged. Let's go to Tony or Troy, I should say. Troy, listening to us in Rhinelander. Troy, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing good, and thanks for putting Mr. X or whatever his name was in his footsteps with the Cowboy cheerleader stuff, so thank you. (laughs) Um, um, You know, I'm not a big person for firing somebody just for the sake of doing it, Um, but things have not improved. That's a big word for me is improvement. We have not made improvement. We're making the same mistakes. (laughs) Excuse me, and I'm not really sure by not firing him – but then everybody says, well, he's gone at the end of the year. What did we gain when we're in a playoff run right now where it might just be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and we could be coming up on top of these games. So um, I think Barry's got to go. Um, I, I, I also wonder if DeAndre Campbell is trying to send out a little bit of hints about things are not good here without you know, coming out and saying names and stuff like right. that. Um, and, and there's one more guy that just bugs the, you know, what out of me. And that is, uh, Mr. Jair. I, I don't know what's going on with that guy. I think we're just getting burnt with him. I don't know if that's also part of it where, right. you know, he's not playing, but he, but he doesn't play. And if, if, uh, Campbell's soup is saying, Hey, you know, I might as well do the same thing, get paid and not play. I don't know if there's some correlation there or not, but. Um, yeah, I, that's kind of my kind of my thoughts on the whole thing. It's just no, kind of my, try, kind of I, you want to get to Sunday. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, and I'm anxious to get there, too, to be honest with you. Um, I, I am anxious to see how this team responds. They didn't respond well after the New York game. Now I really want to see how they respond. Uh, 100% agree. Um, yeah, the whole Jair thing, when he said, when they asked why Jair is not back out on the field, and he said, well, it's been a miscalculation. Didn't expound upon it, just a miscalculation. That was a really weird statement. I've never heard that before. You know, I, I don't want to nitpick and tell people how to do their jobs, but I think Matt Schneidman, who asked the question, gave LaFleur a little bit of an out because he, he asked – Matt Schneidman basically asked Matt LaFleur, 
hey, so IR's four games, he's missed six, he's practiced throughout. Is there something deeper going on, or did you guys just make a miscalculation with the injury? And then Matt Lafleur goes, oh, yeah, it was a miscalculation. Yeah, it was a miscalculation. Like, don't, don't give him an out. Just, I, I wish you would ask, what the hell's going on with right. Jair? And make Matt Lafleur come up with an answer. And if and if he did miscalculate and he didn't think right. he missed as much time, then make him say that. I, I, I still don't know that we got a great or accurate answer about that. No, I completely agree. I, I, it's really weird because had they known that this injury was going to be six weeks, then you would have put him on IR. You would have done all of that. I, I, I that that's a great question. And remember, Mike Clemens uh, even said something's weird because they put him out. Uh, on Sunday, like day of game, going onto the plane, you know, it was just, it was weird. So I don't know. It was, uh, it's something, something bizarre there is going on. Maybe we'll find out about it sooner rather than later, but some, I agree with you. Something bizarre is going on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. When we come back, Jim Ozarski, the journal Sentinel is going to join us. And, uh, we're uh, going to talk with him a little bit about, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And as he checks in every Tuesday with us regarding the Bucks, so stay right where you're at. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. We're going to deviate away from uh, the Packers stuff for just a moment. As uh, this time each week, we talk a little hoops, talk a little Bucks basketball with our guy Jim Ozarski. Jim, how you doing, man? Not to rain on the parade. I think Jim needs a couple of minutes. So if we want to oh, talk does about he? the okay, Packers, sorry for... about that. No, no, no. If we sorry want to talk that. about the Packers, just a couple more minutes. I'm working to get. To I them. just, uh, I just, I just saw your uh, your your uh, message. As a matter of fact, by the way, uh, speaking of raining on the parade, uh, Aaron Rodgers today. Speaking of Aaron, via Ian Rappaport said uh, that Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show said today that if he were 100, percent he would be coming back. But he's not there. Quote, being medically cleared as 100% healed is not realistic after 14 weeks. Duh. Duh. Didn't we know that? Is he telling us anything we didn't know? The whole thing about I'll be back, I'm going to be playing, don't count me out, uh, keep bringing it because all, all the haters – and now all of a sudden, oh, I'm not 100%. Now, look, reality is I wouldn't bring him back either. I, even if he was cleared, I, I wouldn't bring him back. You know, there's not nothing to play for. The team's gone into the crapper. Uh, what have they scored? I think uh, two touchdowns or something like that in the last three or four games. I mean, it's just it's it's bad. And the offensive line is awful, and they wouldn't protect him anyway. But this whole thing about I'll be back and I'll take your hate and I'll take the doubters or whatever it is he said, just another giant steaming pant load. We all know it. Saw it coming. It is what it is. <laughs> Just, you knew it was coming. Another quote. He does not believe that next year will be his last year in the NFL. He wanted to give the Jets two years. Doesn't view this as number one. So his quote directly is, so I don't think next year will be my last year. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. I wonder how much. Um, there was a report out today that said Robert Sala don't think that the seat is not hot for him, that it is in New York, that Woody Johnson wanted results, that other teams who have lost quarterbacks, who they've had success. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns. They've had, you know, four quarterbacks, and they're having success. So to have this whole thing lost because Aaron Rodgers went down, um, they say that there is pressure coming out of New York on Robert Sala and that he could be on the hot seat come the end of the season. And the question then becomes, does Aaron Rodgers save his job because he wants to play for Sala? Or because, you know, again, this goes back to Aaron wanted certain players that he wanted to play with, and those guys have been, for the most part, benched because they just, they're not that good. And now it's how much do you acquiesce to what Rodgers wants versus what's best for the organization or moving forward. And and, in that light, you have to weigh all those options. And it's the same kind of circumstance that you have here or we had here in Green Bay. Interesting enough. Aaron Rodgers says he believes in Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel Hackett. So... If what well, Diana you know, Rossini, yeah, well, we know about Hackett. If what Diana Rossini told us a couple weeks ago is true, and that if he wants those guys back, they'll be back, and they're empowering Rodgers, then I guess we can assume that everyone will be back. Yeah, I never thought Robert Sala was going to go anywhere. Um, I I never did because there is too much anticipation for the return of Aaron Rodgers. And in reality, I mean, yeah, he's a year older. But he's also a year where his, he, you know, he had the, the Achilles, what was it, 76 seconds into the season. So he's now gone another entire season without taking a beating. So by the time he does come back next year for training camp, he should be beyond good shape and ready to go. He should be like, that. that's one last year of grounding and pounding on a 40-year-old body. I mean, he should feel really, really refreshed and ready to go come next season, which gives you optimism if you're a Jets fan. But they, man, they have got a lot of work to do on that offensive line. A lot of work to do. And I don't know what they're going to do with the money. I don't know how they're going to figure that out. But they've got to spend some money on the offensive line. I don't think you can just hope to draft again and try to develop some guys uh, at the tackle position. They've got to figure something out to protect him. But, you know, that's one less year getting beat up. So you kind of figure he's going to come back and and at least attempt to, to, to feel refreshed and play well. you got to think that he will. I, and I still think he will. I still think he'll play well. But it's what they do around him. So he's going to go work out and rehab on the West Coast and then rejoin the team in April is what I'm reading here. Yeah. Yeah, well, you kind of figured that. I just – I find it funny that he was on this collision course to come back. And he was only, you know, weeks away that he was set to come back right after Christmas. And we all knew that was crap. And now, you know, he was going to be back. If they were in it, he was back. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm not medically cleared and I can't be 100%. And we we just, you know, you you knew it at the time. It wasn't going to happen.
Rodgers says he's a good recruiter and will be involved in potential player moves in the offseason if the front office wants him to be. That's from Rich Cimini, who covers the team. Right. Jets fans are probably like, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're yeah. good. <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah, no. Don't worry about helping us, Aaron. You, you relax. done enough. Yeah. You've <laughs> done enough. Go away. Take your time. You have done enough. Go concentrate on being healthy. We will go ahead and try to figure out some of the personnel moves on this team. Thank you very much. You've done enough. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 877-867-1670. We'll get back into the uh, Matt LaFleur discussion, the Green Bay Packers discussion and such coming up. Uh, I got a lot of emails that I want to get to, uh, to be honest with you. So um, this one, who is this one from? This one's uh, this is from Joe. Joe says, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we all knew, was full of crap then. He is now, always will be. Something changed in him over the last five years. Uh, he's not the same guy. It's disappointing because I really loved Aaron Rodgers, but now I can't walk around in a 12 jersey without being heckled. That's from Joe. Joe, appreciate the email. All right, let's do this. I don't want to sit there and talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's do this. Um, so hopefully we get Jim Ozarski at some point before the end of the show today. We'll touch base with him. We'll talk a little Bucks basketball. They've got uh, San Antonio in town tonight, the Wemby and company, although I don't think Wemby's playing in this game. Wemby's not playing in this game, is he? Is he, he down still? He was. It was announced yesterday that he's not, so unless something changed, he's out tonight. Yeah, he's uh, he's not uh, he's not going to be participating, so you're not going to see Wemby up close and personal on the court. Maybe on the sideline, but not on the court. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a whole lot more to get to. Bill Michaels Show, we continue on, coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 in the window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Hear that? It's the sound of a winning December at Potawatomi. Play with your club card December 7th, 14th, and 21st. The more you play, the bigger your share of 400000 in reindeer rewards. And like a classic Midwest winter, the winds can really pile up. Dash to Potawatomi Casino Hotel, Milwaukee for your reindeer rewards. 400 grand worth. Learn more at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. Hey, thanks to our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley, Stoles Hall 109. They have got, uh, first of all, great people. 
in both places, awesome. But they have got New Year's Eve parties coming up. Fish fry coming up on Friday night. You're maybe get out and about on Friday if you're going to be uh, doing the Christmas thing with all the family and friends and such coming up on uh, Sunday and Monday. But uh, if you're going to maybe just take some time for yourself, that's the two places to go. They're awesome. The best fish fry around. Great atmosphere. And just good people, uh, whether it's Oconomowoc or in Watertown. Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. Stoles Old 109 on County Road R in Watertown. Both places, fantastic. They do different events, shopping events. They do different theme nights. A lot of good stuff at Stoley's Hog Alley and uh, Stoles Old 109. Both places, absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Chris listening to us in McGuanago. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Pretty good, Bill. Uh tried to get through yesterday but your lines were so blown up but uh i agree on the that it's uh all on the floor for keeping barry this year uh he should have let him go last year he should have made a better choice than picking him in the first place when leonard said no he didn't really do much research he just went to barry but i, I love listening to Gerard coming from the east coast and i love his his takes the one thing I'll have to disagree with him on, on the floor, not winning the championship games, obviously they haven't. But I'm not going to blame the floor for Rodgers going to Devontae Adams three times on the goal line when he doesn't throw to the czar right. or Artanian on second and third down. I'm not going to blame the floor for uh, Rodgers. There was even comments on your show at the time that Rodgers looked old and cold against the 49ers. And even though yeah. special teams gave up the touchdown, we gave up an interception, we still only lost 13 to 10. And that right. to me is on Rodgers on that part. So I'm not going to blame LaFleur for all that, but you got to blame LaFleur for making the decision to keep Barry here. The honest is on him for what's happening now. Going up top, going to the booth, whether he's in the booth or down on the ground with the players, doesn't make a difference. The guy can't make a, a change in game. I don't think he can adjust his underwear without reading, getting something on Google and how to do it. The dude right. needs to go. And and but I love how they play. And as far as the young guys, it's quite a big surprise. Um, they're playing for next year. It would have been nice if we could have maybe give them a little bit of a some playoff experience, but. I think love is going to be the answer. He needs to work on his footwork. Rodgers took multiple years to get his footwork down while working with Clemens. And once he did, look what he turned into. So time will tell, but Barry's definitely got to go, and that is on the floor because it yeah. was his decision to keep him last year. No, I, I agree. I, I, I said all along, appreciate the phone call, I said all along that that – that decision could put Matt LaFleur in the hot seat, and I think it has. Now, do I think he's going to lose? Here's th- – this This is from Todd. Todd said, hey, Bill, let's be honest. What do you think is really going to happen? All the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and the finger pointing at this point doesn't mean anything. Tell us what you really believe is going to happen. Do you want to know? Here's what's going to happen. End of the season's going to come. Depending on how the last three games are, if Devondre Campbell and others now come out and start to say, look, this behind the scenes, this is a crap show. Okay, if we start to see this, things could change. But this is what I think is going to happen. I think the end of the season, you are going to see some coaching changes. Joe Barry is gone. There's no doubt about that. You're going to see coaching changes. I don't think Stenovich is going anywhere, but I don't like necessarily all the shuffling back and forth when it comes to the offensive line. I still think you need to find yourself a legit left tackle and then figure the rest out. 
your depth. But I think LaFleur stays. Starts the season probably with a little bit of an eyebrow raised, skepticism-wise, about the job moving forward. Depending on how the season ends, I think there are still eyes looking over the fence at Jordan Love as well. I think Jordan Love is, he while he's looked good to a certain extent, Okay, and I say I use the term good. I use that as, you know, if you have it excellent, great, good, average, below average, poor. I use good as he's been better than average. But I use good loosely because there are games that he has not been better than average. Okay? But do I see potential there? Yes. I think Barry's gone. I think there's going to be some changes, defensively speaking. Um, I think Matt LaFleur keeps his job. I think the eyebrows are still raised on on Jordan Love. I think he does get a contract before going into next season that is likable to him and to the Packers. So if he is not the real deal, they have a way to get out of it. You may even see competition come in at quarterback in the sense of a good backup just because we've seen so many teams lose quarterbacks this year and then with backups you're you're trying to scramble to figure out who can actually play for you but you're going to see some changes and I think going into next season depending on who they hire at defense you are you may see some money spent on the offensive line and some money spent to bolster the secondary defensively. That's the reality of where I'm at. Do I want to see, you know, now if this season goes bad and that locker room starts to disintegrate and we see more guys kind of tweet out like Devondre Campbell did, where it's like, look, you know, they're not, you know, my insinuation is what I read in that, and I don't know for sure, but what I read in that was I'm not going to be blamed for this. They're not going to talk to me about communication when I'm the, this defensive leader out here and I'm killing myself trying to come back from injuries and they're going to blame me like because they don't they haven't taught guys to be in the right place at the right time. I, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. That's the way I read it. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Do I think Matt LaFleur should lose his job? Which is the the follow-up question to that? Yeah. I do. Because he kept the guy that created this mess. We all saw it coming. And I do. Yeah, I do. Well, I if- think that, and goes back to what Gerard said, like, let's talk about the big games that have been won. In, in some of the bigger moments, we've seen failures. And it's not all on Matt LaFleur, but we've seen failures. We We haven't seen... You know, the the we have not seen this, quote, Matt LaFleur offense is, is, you know, Mark Murphy put it a while ago. We haven't seen this thing flourish throughout the season. We've seen a lot of regression, and then it looks good, then it looks bad, then it looks good, then it looks bad. We haven't seen consistency the way we would like. And so, and because he kept Joe Barry, and that's the boat anchor that he chose to hang on to, yeah, I do. Bad decision. So. What were you going to say, Grant? I was just going to say, if he does this last year, 
you go out, you can probably find yourself a nice defensive coordinator, bring in a new staff because there's some leeway. There's some patience. You're starting over with a new quarterback. Now, this offseason, if you go out and you try to find a new defensive coordinator, I'm a little leery. It's like, well, if this doesn't go well next year, the guy who's hiring me, Matt LaFleur, now he's on the hot seat. And I'm in danger of getting Mike Pettin, where I'm standing here with my thumb in my you-know-what. It's like, well, the guy who hired me is gone. Now I'm a man without a country. The the situation to hire a new defensive staff is much worse this offseason than it was last year. completely agree. Completely agree, which is why another reason, yet another area where I would say maybe I, I, I might fire the head coach just to start over, and everybody's getting contracts that are all going to be kind of commensurate with the head coach for the guy that brings me in. Because you really are, if you're a defensive coordinator, if all things are equal, um, would you go to Green Bay? I mean, you know, players will go anywhere because of the money. Look, you know, you don't have to worry about players. But if all things are equal, and you are a top defensive coordinator being courted by numerous teams. You look at where your winnability is, the talent you're going to be coaching, and who you're coaching with. And that might be a detriment because you know Matt LaFleur, while he signed the extension, you know that coming into this season because of the way he hung on to Joe Barry, that you would be on the hot seat. Now, the other side of the coin is that he showed a lot of loyalty to Joe. So if he's bringing you in, maybe he hangs on to you longer than is deserved because he's not going to be a knee-jerk guy. But, no, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back and pick up where we left off. Bill Michael Show on this Tuesday. We continue on. Stay right where you're at. We'll be right back.